Geekscapists, before we get started, I want to ask you guys for some help. Matt Kelly brought this to my attention that I've just been ending the episodes. There hasn't been a bumper sound effect. There hasn't been an ad roll. There hasn't been a sound effect or a theme song. So the episodes have just been ending. I think I should put something on the end of the episodes. Viewer mail, a sound effect, anything to let you guys know that the episode's being wrapped up more so than when we say goodbye. And it's not just going to blindly cut to your MP3 collection. You know what I mean? You're listening to Geekscape, we say goodbye, and then all of a sudden one of your songs is playing. I think we need a way to finish up the show, kind of put a, a nice ribbon on the whole thing. So if you guys have any advice on how we should be ending the podcast, go ahead and give me an email uh, with your suggestions. Jonathan at Geekscape.net. Of course, you guys can always follow Geekscape on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Look for us. Look for Geekscape. And we've got that website, Geekscape.net, where you guys are always welcome to join the forums and post your ideas. But I really need some help with this one. What are your suggestions on ways to finish the show so you guys know the show is over and you can either go back to your music or listen to a brand new Geekscape? Okay, here's an episode coming up. I'm pretty excited about it. So send me those emails and suggestions. Geekscapers, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm here with my buddy Satine Phoenix. We've known each other for a couple years, and the reason to bring her on the show isn't just to talk to her. I think you guys are going to find that she's a pretty fascinating person. With never a lot been. Of... <laughs> You've never, never been, been on Geekscape. Oh, you've never been interesting? No, you're going to be interesting. You're going to be great. <laughs> um, but the reason to bring her on is that we're promoting a, a fundraising live D&D I don't know what to call it, Satine. Like, honestly, I, I don't know what this thing is next Saturday. I just know that you, you, you emailed me and you asked me if I wanted to play D&D for a couple hours on Saturday as part of a fundraiser and that it was going to be live-streamed so the Geekscapers could watch it. And I said, you know what? Sign me up because it sounded like a good idea. It's a really good idea. I don't know what it is. Well, apparently nobody else does either. I thought I, I spelled it A to Z perfectly I'm online sure, and nobody I'm sure you did. It. It's so. not you. It's us. Okay. Well, then, since it's everyone else. Okay. Ex- explain <laughs> it to my listeners. What would they be getting themselves into if they were to uh, follow this live stream next week? Essentially, it's a pay-per-view live stream of four tables of celebrities playing Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. It's, wait. Say that again. So, it's pay-per-view. They pay to see it online. Okay. That's clear, right? Yeah. So, online, you pay what? You pay a minimum of a dollar. A minimum of a dollar, and you can watch people play Dungeons & Dragons over the course of like five hours? Yeah. All right. And you probably have a following in doing this because you had that show on uh, The Escapist, um, I Hit It With My Axe. That's right. So uh, how many of your I Hit It With My Axe groupies and fans are going to be watching on this live stream? Every single one of them. (laughs) Everybody's going to watch it, and it's going to be great, and we're going to raise a whole ton of money for the charity. Um, The charity is Reach Out and Read. Okay. It's so... It promotes child literacy by giving books to pediatricians to prescribe to parents. I'm talking like six months old to three years old. Okay. 
um, so that's, people that, forget that, about that. So that is the, so that, that's the charity. Okay, sounds good. I, I can get behind that. My problem is I haven't played Dungeons & Dragons since I was 13 or 14, before it was trendy. Like, now you've got these kids in their 20s and 30s and they're playing Dungeons & Dragons and it's cool. I, it's not cool. Where was I when I was getting my ass beat playing Dungeons & Dragons? You were getting your ass beat with the rest of us. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, you're telling me. I was I like, a, I was like a leper. Me. What, like, you got thro- oh, yeah. People throw brownies. I remember I was, I, ha- I was wearing... And you grew up in Sacramento. I was wearing a cloak at the time. Where'd you go to school in Sacramento? Del Campo. I know Del Campo. My wife went to, grew up in Fair Oaks. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, she was a... Are we going to do this? I, yeah. I, uh, we're doing you, it. Where, where'd she go to high school? Um, Probably San Juan or keep, I don't know. Okay. I okay. try to distance myself. Well, I mean, yeah. Sacramento's a fine city. Yeah, well, you're going to do but that. But I left. They, <laughs> when, they start throwing, when they start throwing brownies at you, well, why would they throw you brownies? Do you have like a, were you walking around with like a Dungeon Master's Guide? Or? I probably looked like I was out of one of those. I was a nerd. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look like an anime. But then again, like, I was, <laughs> um, I was like... Uh, drama club president. Right. I was total drama, like student government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was that kid. But it re- really went bad when I started wearing chains around my neck. What is that all about? Spiking my hair. It was like the late nineties. It was like ninety six, ninety seven. Like so, whoa. <laughs> I had a reason for it, but you were like listening to Hole and all that stuff. No, I listened to The Cure. I okay. was classy. Got it. I was a romantic off. <laughs> I was. I larped um, Vampire the Masquerade. So in high school. Yeah, we totally oh, wow. did it. And I there's this thing where, like, so you're walking around playing uh, vampire, right? Okay. And when you're invisible, instead of just, say, like, wearing a sign, you hold your hand in front of your face like this. It's called obfuscate. That's like those people <laughs> who say, hey, you know, it's a sign that you have retardation if your hand is bigger than your face. <laughs> yeah. And you're walking around like that. You're walking around just asking group. people I mean, to slap your yeah. hand. As a group, well, you're walking around okay, invisible. So people are just slapping their hands into your face, well, it sounds like. Well, we're all doing it together. And there's like 200 people downtown Sacramento at Now night. John Cena does that. Is that him becoming invisible when he does that on WWF? I, don't, um, I, I can't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> at least you weren't. You were nerdy, but you weren't nerdy to the point of watching pro wrestling. <laughs> I think we got that. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so D and D. This is what we're going to be doing for a couple hours. And celebrity. This is going to be a celebrity studded uh, event. Why'd you invite me to do this? <laughs> You're I, a I was celebrity. Like, I was like, there's some scrubs on this list. Oh, oh, I'm yeah? looking at this script. There's some scrubs on that you list. Think scrubs, scrubs like myself. Oh, Bo Ryan, true. my Your... former co-host, Bo Ryan, scrub. He's not a scrub. Total scrub. Not a scrub. Total scrub. He's uh, too cute to be a scrub. Go down that list. Total scrub. Uh, did you break up he and J-Lo's marriage? Uh, no. It's a Mark Anthony joke. No. <laughs> um, yeah, he's cute. He's in. Um, Sex car scrub. He does Phantom Planet not. for us. Total scrub. He's not a scrub. He also has a, a video uh, gaming podcast where he like eats pizza and plays right. board games. No, I heard about that. The one with Sam Pruitt. That's awesome. Right. I think it's... I want so all you on. need to do is have I, one of I, these I, things and you're not a scrub anymore? Yeah. Okay, then I guess I'm not a scrub in your eyes. All right. <laughs> I'm glad that I've been de-scrubbed. <laughs> Well, I mean, celebrities are more than just people that act on television. It's like the writers behind it, um, the people that create the items that do the, the, like the special effects stuff. You know, um, artists, photographers, like they're all they're celebrities too. We've so that's what you're Coop. thinking. Yeah, Coop you... is going to be on. Derek Pierce. Who's Coop? Who's Coop? Who's Coop? Coop. Oh my gosh. But I, Coop I, is I, like... don't, I don't leave this house. <laughs> who's Coop? I, he's an artist. He does a lot of. Um, 
He did a lot of uh, CD covers back in the 90s for like um, Lords of Acid. He's a very specific style. Uh -huh. They have it uh, one of his paintings up in the bathroom at Meltdown. Is his the one with the to devil the going to the, the shit? No, no, his okay. is like the. <laughs> the have you seen the painting with the devil? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's shit? definitely not him. Okay. But it's like this um, like sea creature alien girl with the boobs. All right. And it's, she's all green in the green room. In the green room bathroom. Oh, I don't know. I know. If I don't you know. saw him, you would, or if you saw his work, you would be like, oh, okay. that dude. Okay, so Coop's going to be there. Who is this porn star you were talking about? Derek Pierce. Nah. He, he's my, he was my favorite porn star. He was your favorite porn star? What do you mean? Yeah. Well, when I was doing porn, he was like my favorite male. All right. Also, there was a whole thing about um, uh, guys in porn that were playing um, Magic the Gathering, playing Dungeons and Dragons, playing... Uh, World of Warcraft and he was one of the crew that played World of Warcraft. You know who we met that was a major nerd was Evan Stone. Yeah. Evan Stone wanted us to go LARPing with him. He's awesome. <laughs> he, he worked at, uh, we, we shot like a, like a short with him and he wanted to, you, he worked at, what's the name of the, the medieval, medieval times. He worked at medieval times. I can see it. I love that guy. <laughs> he worked at medieval times when he lived in Dallas and still had all of his old stuff. He wanted an excuse to use it so he asked us to go LARPing or shoot like a short about LARPing with him in the woods somewhere and it just sounded too insane but you know what if the if the if I could get the idea if I could get the why how the short would be funny beyond hey it's a porn star because I, I think that's kind of a weak premise I think you have to really up your game and make it creative and funny um we would do it we would totally do it I'm in yeah, I think I think we should go LARPing with Evan Stone. I know Stone, him. But, but He's really, tell him Satine's into it, and then we'll do it. Right. We need the twist, though. We need the twist. We need the, we need the reason. I, I don't I don't want it to just rely on on oh it's Evan Stone porn star. No, I want no. I want him to play a dude, and That's I want, I want the story to be funny. Like when you're LARPing, you're you're acting. Actually, I I stopped playing um, Vampire got, the Masquerade. It got too real. It got too well, real. Well, it's all political, and I don't. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, it got heavy. People like full on debates on like. The politics of the vampire, like, um, <laughs> freaking levels. I don't know. It was too much. Listen, am I getting into that shit on Saturday? Saturday? No. I, I, it's I, all I wonder, like I'll... taking things and beating them up. Okay. Well, okay, so Dungeons and Dragons. I, I just want to remind you guys what we're talking about is coming up this Saturday, the 28th of January. In order to watch the live stream, the live stream begins, I think, at 1 o'clock, and it goes until 6.30? 6 o'clock. Okay, so from 1 to 6 o'clock, for as little as a dollar, you guys can log on to this live stream, which I think we're going to be running concurrently on Geekscape. It's at um, meltcomics.com. Meltcomics.com. And you're going to watch a bunch of us, non-scrubs, in the back of Meltdown, playing Dungeons & Dragons for five hours. Keep in mind, I, don't, I have not played Dungeons & Dragons since I was 13 years old, so I don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing. I, I know how to play it, but I don't know this new edition Well, at that's all. the thing. So the guy that's making the whole adventure, his name's Keith Baker, and he created this one of the four worlds of Dungeons & Dragons called Eberron. Yeah, official. Uh, he's official. He's an official D&D like, &D guy. He is, like, the best. He's awesome, and he's, he is official. He's just, he's a game maker. That's what he does. Um, but he's writing it, and we were going to do it in fourth edition, but there's so many people who haven't played in so long that fourth edition kind of, it simplifies it, but makes it more complicated. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so he's doing his own mixture. Basically, all you need to do is listen to what's going on around you, and then tell the story. Say what, say what you you're going to do. do. Right. And then the dungeon master will tell you roll a twenty, roll a d ten, and we'll have all the dice. We'll give you a little rundown. 
ahead of time because it got more complicated. Now there's figures and boards, but back when I started, no miniatures, none of that stuff, right? You just used your imagination. Seventeen years ago, it was you got your pa your you're paying with this, you're playing exactly. with a pad of paper. Yeah, and now it's like you can only move six squares, and you can only if you're going to move, then you can do diagonally and blah 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 blah. But that, it, it, listen, I got to worry about my, my listeners. Are they going to be bored out of their minds watching this? No, because, um, let's see, some of the Dungeon Masters are voice actors. Okay. Um, we've got Zach Hanks and Matthew Mercer. Well, how do we know them? Um, Matthew Mercer, he did, uh, oh my gosh, Thundercats. So he's okay. the new voice of Tigra, okay. Tigra for Thundercats. Um, they've been in all of your favorite um, fantasy video games. Okay, so like they're going to be. Age so it's going to be entertaining to, to listen to them. Um, is there going to be audience interaction? Is there going to be a point where some of these people listening can give suggestions to someone like me, who's, who's basically a, an idiot? You know, <laughs> Sam Proof is going to be running the chat room because I want okay. to play. I, I like Sam a lot. Sam's awesome, and he's been wanting to do stuff with Geekscape, and it just comes down to like I don't know what to do. With the guy, um, I think he's massively talented. He's got really cool shows. Uh, the problem's me. The problem's me just trying to do the Geekscape thing, and being a little focused and busy on it, and just trying to find a, a way that what Sam Proof does can f dovetail with what we're doing here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I always feel bad because I really want to do something with him. You know? Heck, I, I just want to meet up with the guy for lunch, but I, I keep being the boner who fucks, <laughs> who fucks everything up. Um, At least you can admit that. And that's oh, totally. the battle, so. <laughs> well, I, I, I look forward to seeing him on Saturday and being like, hey, man, I'm really sorry we haven't met up yet. I'm really sorry. We, <laughs> we have, like, the Los Angeles disease. Too many ideas and not enough time to execute them. I, I've done better in the 2012. I've done a pretty good job of just staying in my house writing, doing Geekscape, and anything else, it's basically my marriage. Uh, I, well, we only have a year left, so we have to do everything this year. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Me too. I'm okay with that. My <laughs> list isn't that long. Uh, I've done everything I wanted to do, pretty much. There's a couple things, but... Yeah, you, you've, you've been crazy. You weren't even born in the States. You were born in the Philippines. How long yeah. did you live in the Philippines? Like three months. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Why, are they sell you? my mom, what happened? she doesn't even speak English hardly at all now. So What's up with like, that? I don't know, but her like her friends that she grew up with, like they moved to Sacramento, and then she decided that she doesn't need to learn English anymore. My mom does <laughs> the. My my mom has been in the states longer than I've been alive, and she can't speak English. Yeah. Like she she speaks English, but it's hilarious. Well, what does she? What else does she speak? Spanish. Do you yeah. speak Spanish? Yeah. Oh, see, I don't speak Tagalog. What? But that's the whole Filipino but you, but you moved style. To, is it really to just? Yeah, they're like, I don't want you to know. Tagalog, because then you'll hear, you'll know what I'm saying about you. That's bullshit. It's so that's true. really that's it's really so messed weird, up. That is really messed up. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, so. I'm still trying to get you the best mic for you. I'm trying to get. I okay. can hold it. No, no, you're good. Okay. You're good. If you hold it, you're just gonna hear you like fumble nutting with the freaking mic. <laughs> fumble nutting. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. That's the name of my character <laughs> next Saturday. My, fumble nut. I'm gonna be fumble nuts. <laughs> And uh, and I, I want my dexterity to be almost zero because <laughs> he's a fumble nut. Um, that would be, yeah, it'd be dexterity. That'd yeah, be dexterity. hey, come on, it hasn't been like too a little long. Dexterity, little it's wisdom. only been twenty years, baby. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, I, it's gonna be like riding a damn bicycle. If you want to see me learning, relearning how to ride a bicycle next Saturday, that's what you're gonna be signing up for. <laughs> and then listen, by the time six o'clock rolls around, I'll be like, no, it's not over yet. It's never over. I'm gonna be like. Uh, do you ever see that movie with Tom Hanks where he gets way into D&D? &D? That was the one that I didn't see, and now I don't want to watch it because everybody wants to explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets way into D&D &D and he loses, all, uh, he, he loses any grasp on reality. 
that's going to be me at 6 o'clock next Saturday. And this is Pacific Standard Time. So if you guys are on the East Coast, if you guys are Central, or if you guys are listening from Australia or England, whatever, we're talking about 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here in Los Angeles. We're all going to be in the back room of Meltdown Comics, non-scrub style, playing D&D with some pre-made characters. Mine's going to be named Fumble Nuts. <laughs> and we are going to uh, mix it up for charity for five hours. Yeah. We're going to be playing. My whole point is to get Saks Car killed. <laughs> Bo Ryan raped by an animal, and I'm going to keep working on people. Like We've got um, Dan Milano. We have um, okay. from Robot Chicken. Yeah, yeah, cool. And then we have Rob Schnob. Oh, Rob Schraub is great. Schraub. You know what? I love him. I saw that he was on the list, and I got really excited because he's the creator of Scud the Disposable Assassin. He also directs a lot of the stuff for like the Sarah Silverman show and a lot of the comedy stuff, so I'm excited to have him. No, listen. I'm joking about the scrub thing. Kind of. Well, Ryan, uh, but it's going to be fun. It's like, going to be really fun. It's Dungeons and Dragons. Worst case scenario, you guys are going to log on. You're going to watch for five hours at the cost of at least a dollar. Us have fun, and it all goes to a good cause. So even if you guys are bored out of your mind and end up playing Skyrim in the background, it's fine. You <laughs> yeah. guys have done, you guys have done something good, right? Yeah, exactly. I will oh. try and keep it hilarious. I will try and get Bill Ryan raped by an animal during the game you and totally Sax Car killed. Yeah, you could do that. Also, if you do play Dungeons and Dragons and think that we're silly for mocking Dungeons and Dragons, no, uh, I know, players, I know you're dead serious. Yeah, I'm. I know serious. you are dead serious. You I've have... got earrings and necklaces that I'm not wearing right now, but I do. <laughs> I get decked out. I've got D and D hanging dice for my. Do you part. really? I do. Well, what do we, what do you attribute this resurgence of popularity for D and D to? Um, well, what do you think this is all about? My personal experience is. I played D&D all through high school, and then I went to college, and I played D&D, and then I quit college to become a stripper. Mm-hmm. And then all my stripper friends were like, don't do that. That's stupid. Do cocaine. So whoa, I did. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? Yeah. They told you not to play. As yeah. You, as you, now, where was this? Where was this, this that you were San stripping? San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. So it's a bit fringe. It's a bit crazy, right? Yeah, but, I mean, party D and D was too crazy for them, huh? D and T was too much. D and D was too much. <laughs> but these girls you were hanging out with, how long do? How long were you a stripper? I was a stripper. So I was in that industry. You were in college, right? Yeah. So you, I was in the industry you go to school? from 22. Okay, you graduated college at 22. No, I just dropped out of dropped the out at Academy 22. of Art. It's, I'm an artist. Okay. I don't have to go to college. Okay. You know, um, our, I think our own Ben Dunn went to the Academy of Art. Everybody went. Apparently, my husband and I both went. We overlapped times. We had the same friends. Mm-hmm. Didn't meet until a couple years ago. That's insane. Yeah. You're like that serendipity movie. I know. <laughs> is, that, is that what happens in serendipity? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. But, um, so yeah. And so at 22, I, you started uh, stripping in, uh, in San Francisco. Was this just normal stripping in a strip club, or was it a different kind of stripping? I don't know like a whole lot of It was like the classy stripping at the Hustler Club. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I mean, I was there, like, my entire stripping career, and then I did left to do porn. But, like, it was pretty cool. You kept your clothes on, except okay. for on stage. Okay. On you stage, you like, add to, hustle. On stage, you, you show the boobage. Yeah, but, but no visage. But no visage. Uh, but the but <laughs> are you wearing pasties? Oh, we used to, uh-huh. and that was so fun. But then they passed the law where you're not allowed to have pasties. Why? Because guys are trying to eat them off. Get the fuck out no of here. No bueno. Well, no, this Don't happens. These are what human beings are doing. Wait, they're oh, eating pasties off of your breasts. We are not women. We are an exotic animal that is free for all. Like people do not look at porn stars or strippers like people. So when for instance, when they found out that I played Dungeons and Dragons, um, our they give you like a theme or some shit. Huh? Oh, oh, oh. No, like, like in porn, when right. we, when we had that whole web series, I hit it with my axe. You were still like, doing porn while you were doing that. I had just quit or something. Okay. 
You were segueing. I was segueing. Okay, got it. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is my out out gateway <laughs> drug. <laughs> but like, I got so much shit from all the trolls online. I defended myself. There's an article on Io9, and uh-huh. it has a picture of me from like 2007. I like I pose with dice, like sexy style. Right. And I, I'm like biting on it. My hair is all bleach blonde. I look fucking hot, and. They did not believe it. They're like they're monetizing on right. on us nerds. And I mean, it's you like, gotta understand, like a nerd like us. Uh, I'm putting myself in that group. Like a nerd like me is, is very skeptical of an attractive woman coming in and supposedly owning something that they they've held close for 20 years of their lives. And that's why you know? like women are coming to me now saying. Can you please teach me how to play Dungeons and Dragons? But what, do you, of, but what do you say nowhere. to them? What do you say to them with these this new brand of girls who haven't earned it like yourself? I mean, you well, earned I it. I welcome them. That's why do I started D and D Melt. So it's meetup.com/dndmelt. Okay. Anybody can join our Hollywood community, and I welcome everybody. And pretty much everyone there, they've wanted to play it since they were like little, but then their big brother or whatever wouldn't let them play it, mm-hmm. or it was the nerdy thing to do, so they kind of just stayed with video games. And now we're like, look, I'm tired of staying in my house. I want to go out and talk to another person, but I also want to do these things that I do by myself. So they come to Meltdown Comics on Thursdays and Sundays and play games at my tables. That's nuts. Um, so, you, no, I think, I think it's great. I think the best thing about it is your attitude that you welcome welcome it because you understand like the nerd thing to do, which is like, listen, man, you're a furred, you're a fake. You can't be cashing in on my culture now. It's just like, mean, dude. Like, what do you think? Like, it's a bunch of people with like fucking sticks up their asses, right? And you know what? Because of that, I, I've been I like never that feel times. like I fit in anywhere. Right. Like, I don't fit into porn because I'm not that porn girl. I don't fit into... What's a porn girl? Like, what, what, oh, like, they just want to party and drink and have sex right. most of the time. And that's like, generally the 18-year-olds are like that. Once they mm-hmm. hit like 25, they have more interests <laughs> and like, they want to do other things. Okay. But like, I, I never fit into that lifestyle because I, I'm an artist. You know, but I'm not just an artist, so I don't fit in that lifestyle. I'm a full-on, balls-deep nerd, but I'm not, like, I'm moderately attractive, so I don't fit in yeah, there either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I clean up well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you were in San Francisco, and you were doing the stripping thing. Why did you get out? Why, how do you segue into porno? How do you segue from stripping into porno? Well, is it one of those things where somebody's like, "Hey, let me give you some money and have sex with me," or what? No, it was. just... Well, that's prostitution. <laughs> but, but but is it something where like? Well, go, like, I mean, if it's on t- camera, then right? It's not. Like, is it one of those things where somebody sees you as a stripper and says, "Hey, no. I'll, I will pay you to be in this film." I remember. I remember the point where I was like, because I was stripping forever and never got a call. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was no. in, I was in that Australian review show. <laughs> uh, the the. Uh, what is it called? The um, Not Chip bl- and Dale. No, Blunder Down Under. Oh my god! <laughs> Not the Thunder. The Blunder. The Blunder. I like that. That's the nerd version. It's well, nerds is being a little nice to what we were. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, Clueless and untalented and unattractive is really the more accurate <laughs> st- assessment. So you were you were doing the stripping thing, and at what point do you start saying, "Hey"? There's money. I like your Asa, your uh, Sakanis too, by the oh, way. Thanks. She's got really cool uh, shoes on. on. It. It's my painting shoes. Uh, so, um, you're doing the stripping thing. At what point do you segue it into actually getting on camera? Well, it all started with that life was a big joke. <laughs> what is that? Like, life is just life. Um, I have this tattoo in my fingers that says, You get what anyone gets, you get a lifetime. It's from Neil Gaiman's book. What? Death, is that what's High on Cost your fingers? I thought that was just. Marker? Yeah, that was just marker. No, it's a tattoo. And oh, so crazy. it means, like, you get what anyone gets, you get a lifetime. 
uh-huh. you live once, like do it. And I hit a point. I got. I think I just gotten divorced, or I was about, or I was thinking about divorcing my when first did you husband. Fr- when, when did you first get married? I was like nineteen, twenty. You were nineteen. It's too young. It's too young. But I knew, like, I was like, look, I only have X amount of time in my existence because I, I believe I'll live to like eighty, one hundred and ten. Who knows? Right. right. Um, I've got I, maybe another week. <laughs> <laughs> as stupid as I am, and I'm, and I'm serious. I, I'll tell you the story. No, no, you have dogs. That makes you live longer. Remind me to tell you a story uh, when you when you wrap up with this one because I was in a situation earlier this week where I, my wife is like, "You didn't not do anything," but okay, so no. See, I, my husband's now working out with me, so now right. we're doing it. Now right. we have to live long. So, so you, this first husband, like, like we met him in college. Yeah, we met in college, and we like, good guy. Totally amazing. Like this guy was so awesome that I. I was like, look, I want, I want us to get married. So you wanted to have got, kids and all that. Well, we wanted to, but then something in my lot, in my head, was like, look, I've got these plans, these goals. I don't even, I didn't even know what they were. I just wanted to do crazy ass things. No, right, but you, but there was no direction to it. Is, no, is that a dangerous place to be in? No, or it's not dangerous. Was it, was it exciting? It was very exciting. You and understand so how much of like a, like a, like a, like a. Scaredy cat, I am. Yeah, right. And my wowzers. <laughs> yeah, my husband would not. He's glad that I did all of that before because right. he could not. I like your current husband, Joe. Oh, he's I, I awesome. haven't hung out with him a whole lot, but he's like the, he's the quiet yeah. guy. That that's really you know he's a full on nerd, but he's quiet about and it. And we were there the two two just a little bit of background geeks gave us two summers ago at the 2010 San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Really when I first got to know Satine, she was hanging around uh, she was hanging around the Geekscape booth. I was living there. She was basically living at the <laughs> Geekscape booth and one morning she shows up and she's got this different look on her face and I think she has a different ring on her finger because her boyfriend at the time, Joe, proposed to her uh, yeah. at Comic Con out over the water. It was gorgeous. Well, and the way he you, you wanted to do like it, he couldn't girl. do it. So he told me how, how he wanted to do it. Do it. How do you want he to... wanted the Simpsons guy because I kept going. Matt Groening? No, no, it was like one of the other guys that draws. Okay. Like he has a booth and okay. he'll draw you. And I've been bugging him. I was like, "Come on, I want to get us drawn. Let's get drawn." So he was trying to tell the guy, "Draw me proposing to her." Wow, that was yeah. Yeah, like that is the freaking perfectest thing for right, me. Like right. you know, and um, the guy didn't get it. He just Wait, couldn't understand what he was trying he to wouldn't say. Under, he couldn't He's understand. He's like, bring her over and I'll draw you two. He's like, okay, but I want It has you. to be a secret. Yeah. Here are some photos of her. Yeah. Like, improvised. Exactly. Couldn't do it. Wow. So, I love the fact that he... I got both engagements. So, what happened? I got him walking me on the water and then asking me in like with a beautiful full moon and all that. And I got the idea that he wanted it to do it the other way. So, mm-hmm. that's like... That's two in one. Right. Well, it didn't I mean, happen, when, when I proposed to Laura, she got both. Uh, I basically threw a green lantern ring at her, and then I said, <laughs> "No, no, no! Just imagine that this is 1985 Patrick Swayze sweeping <laughs> you off your feet and uh, carrying you into a bedroom and making sweet love to you, <laughs> because I know that's what you actually want, not me. <laughs> all right? So just imagine that happened, okay? Um, damn, if I could get away with just telling her how it should have been, I, shit, I wouldn't even taken her to. Right? You could have saved island. so much money. Wouldn't have gone to Catalina. <laughs> wouldn't have had to pay for dinner. Wouldn't have got my ass kicked. And uh, He did get me sushi first, so that was a, he got extra bonuses. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, your first husband. You wanted to do other things. 
Did you know about the stripping thing, or, or no? That what? wasn't that stripping came after, right? But um, but you were like headed in the, in a direction where you wanted to explore. Yeah, because I had that. Right. I was a programmer. I was a really stable stable job. What do you mean programmer? What's a program? A, a, a computer program. program. Yeah. Computer okay. For a law research company. Okay. Yeah, it's right? fun. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exciting. Well, it it stopped <laughs> being exciting. It was because I really liked computer. I love computers. Uh huh. But um, now I'm a Mac girl. I don't need a program. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the, the, was there friction in those last couple of years? No, he was so good. Was he, he? He was supportive just, of you, was, just saying, "Listen, we're young." For everything, from the moment I asked him to the moment I asked for a divorce, and we were friends for a long time until I did something really stupid. But we were like really, really good, and he was so supportive. The boyfriend I had after him, he approved. He's like, Wait, like it was. What? We were buddies. Like he was amazing. His family was amazing. Hey, do you you still in like, contact with this guy? No, no. Oh I, yeah, you did something stupid. You did something. You did something horrible and awful to him. Yeah, it was one of those things where after I became a stripper, and I stopped caring. I had that stripper mentality. You became callous. I became. What a caused diva. that? Yeah, what caused that? Oh man! If Just you like get, the worship from men, or what? Yeah, it's not healthy. But you built like this. What you built a like, barrier. I do what I want. I'm Queen Satine. But it's horseshit. <laughs> I, I mean, you know that now, but... Yeah, well, like, when you're in it, and you're living it, and I knew it was only and you got to imagine, guys trying to bite fucking pasties off your titties, and you guys worshipping you with money. Then and that's how you see people. But they're not seeing you as you're seeing you. They're seeing you as that animal you described. Exactly. But you bought into it being your insides as well. Yeah, so, I mean... That's really unhealthy. I learned so much, like, now as an adult, and of course... You do not suggest that anybody in my audience goes and becomes a stripper? I don't. <laughs> Even though, like, what, one out of every ten women's is, or girls are, end up as strippers now? Wait, get out of here. It's Where'd really you read that? bad. It's like... One out of every ten? I don't know. I don't I, even I think exa- one out of every ten. One out of every two. Let, oh, whoa. One out of hey, two. Hey, I gotta have a conversation. research. <laughs> I gotta have a conversation <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the, the, you started getting this mindset because I think that's fascinating that, um, that these guys, I mean, they, they couldn't have been, I mean, you get a full range of, of guys who are coming at you, right? So you really, yeah. like, what was the, did anybody offer you money for sex? Um, oh yeah, all the time. Like what, what how does that go down? Uh, they just, you know, uh, it's like when you're trying to convince a girl to have sex with you, like when you're just on a date, it's like Or that, in a marriage. But it's more... <laughs> <laughs> But it's more like, also I'll give you money, like wait, I'll, like you probably are gonna say no. So so this is how much money they would I'll give say you. it like that. It's it's more, it's so natural. It's not natural, but it, if so, it's conversational. It's very conversational. And at the strip club, listen, I'll make it worth your while. Hey, you want to hang out with me? They pay me to hang out. I'll and take so, care of you. We'll take you to dinner. Da 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 da. Yeah. So this was more like. It was a hustle on both sides. The guys would always ask for more. The girls would always convince them that they don't need more. And the interaction, I called it um, one-minute dating. It's mm-hmm. like stripper's version of like, <laughs> like uh, brief moments of intimacy. Yeah. You know? And so like while I was doing it, I was buying into it. But also I was looking at it from an uh, outside perspective. Were you of, making good money? I made $1,000 a day at least. Wow. I worked like four or five days a week. I lived on a fucking penthouse. It was like... 32nd floor, I overlooked San Francisco, like, so that, I was living it, dude. So that didn't help, huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was so <laughs> fractured. I was a fractured person. <laughs> the money was great. The lifestyle for the, that age of my life was awesome. Right. 24 years old, making $1,000 a night, like, that's Amazing. stupid. 
Right. You know, I had a trainer who lived in my building. I mean, mm-hmm. everything was good. Were you banging your trainer? No. Okay. He well. was great. And, you know, outside of it, I was That's part of the was, fantasy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so Dean oh, was yeah, banging everybody. I was still banging everybody. Well, the reason why I got into porn was the guy that was my boyfriend at the time, um, him and I would go to the sex clubs and we would have sex in, in public. And do they. Uh, they pay you to come and no, have sex in public? You just do it to do it. We would do it to do it because we were animals. This guy and I, we were like... Is there an address for these things? <laughs> well, the one in... Um, <laughs> I don't know. In San Francisco is called... I'd be too shy. I, I would never show I would never show up. They have... It, like the bottom part is trannies and gays. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, they're hardcore. Uh, but the upper part on certain nights are couples. And we actually... Oh, it's like for the romantics. Yeah, it's really cute. It's all these couples who've been together for a long time that just kind of want to add a little spice to their lives. You go. You don't have to take off your clothes. You just watch people have sex. Or Hmm. you can have sex. Hmm. So it was really interesting. And literally, the entire... My entire life has just been one just natural progression to another. Right. So it was just natural that we both wanted to get into porn. And I always... Like, when I got divorced the first time, I was like, I want to be famous. How am I going to be famous? That was your mindset. That was like, I, I got to be famous. That in itself is a bit it's unhealthy, weird, right? right? Yeah. Well, that, it was more of a game. So this is the game part. It was, so your life is weird, right? Life yeah. is short. So I want to do something that is unattainable. It's like a, a goal, mm-hmm. right? And back then it was unhealthy. And now I just want to play Dungeons and Dragons and make comic books. Right. It's about the substance. It's about, yeah. it's about doing it. But then it was like... Let's see what I can do and where Let's I can Let's see where go. I can end up. It's exactly. not even about the journey. It was about yeah. the... Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, because... Well, then there was that, and then there was this trip to WonderCon. And I was like, I want a booth, but I want a big booth. Because I was making, like, a frack ton of money. Like, sure. I'm like, I could get a Marvel-sized booth, and I can do a comic about strippers, and then I can make posters and have the, the girls that are based off the comic, they would sign all the pictures. Did you blow a lot of I'm money? A, oh, I, I traveled the world. I blew all my money. Right. But, like, I'm a sculptor, too, mm-hmm. so I would make the figures and then have that sent to China and reproduce so that they would sign their figures. I have this entire marketing, like, thing that I created when I was 22 of how I could be, um, how I could sell amazing, like... Versions of yourself. Whatever. Like strippers. Yeah, like. strippers. Like, like, you'd have the statues, you'd have the pictures, and you'd the have the paintings. And the and the story behind right. it. So it was this whole world, and I started writing... The books, but I was writing it with another stripper who, uh, well, she was a stripper, mm-hmm. and we were very flighty, so right. yeah, we never finished it, but I mean, it's a really <laughs> cool idea, it was about, um, like, my personal, it's like an autobiography, but it's five books, and so it's my it's, story. Is the brownies getting thrown at your head for playing D&D in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is about, like, um, just my, like, is a... Uh, my path through life, mm-hmm. but also five store. I'm copywriting this as I'm saying it. Sure, of course. <laughs> um, it's each hey, nerds. book. Hey. Yeah, right. Nobody the, steal this. The, the, geek sca- the geekscapers are trustworthy. Okay, so each book is um, a story about a stripper that I know, but it's not like your happy-go-lucky stripper superhero story. It's like one of them. I got a girl into cocaine and it ruined her life, and she ended up in divorce, lost her daughter, and everything fell apart. That's my biography. No. <laughs> Is a sad tale. Um, the other one is about a stripper who is like 34, 35. Whoa, now I'm 31. So Welcome to our funny. world. <laughs> well, she's 34, and she was stripping with 18-year-olds. And like the psychology of what it does to your head. Right. And, um, the, 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 were you guys competitive? Strippers are massively competitive? I am 
I'm a social person and I make everybody comfortable around me and I like to bring everyone together as a group. If a guy says, I like blondes, I'll bring a blonde over and we'll both dance for him. Okay. And we'll both make money off of it. Um, but most, mostly girls, oh my God, there are stories where girls will put light, crush up light bulbs and put it in another girl's makeup case. What the fuck? So and they're putting like, it on their faces? And scratch up their face. Like they're brutal. But our club was so friendly because I was warm. I would bake things, you know, like I'm, I'm just... Here's some brownies it was like, that were thrown it was in my our head. Family. I know, right? <laughs> it was our little family. It uh -huh. was nice, um, but that's not always the case. That's right. the exception, you know. So like this book was about other girls and other stories, and also my long story revealing in the end. Like, but it was also surreal. You like, can't find somebody like a Suicide Girls who would want to put that out, or, or a publisher like an IDW or somebody who would want to well, put something like that out. I mean, that out? I haven't even approached the subject to myself. Right. In, like four or five years. You want to get a, I mean, do you want to get beyond that? Is that something that you, you're actively trying to do or is that something that you naturally wanted to do is um, just get beyond that whole world that you were in? Yeah. I mean, it's a part of me. You know, I right. can't shake it. <laughs> right. You can't get rid of it because I became Satin Phoenix. Like legally, like my name is now legally Satine Phoenix, and it feels good. What was it before? I can't say. Martha Porkboy. That's it, crazy. Shut up, buddy. But yeah, like it's um, it's who I am now, and it's right. a part of me, and I like the fact that you legally can't say. Wait, what do you mean you can't say? Oh, I don't. I can't personally. Right. Because there's so like. like no, it, it, it I'm not going to ask you to do things. it. I'm yeah. not going to ask you to do it. But like, what are the reasons? Well, um, if. So if right now, if you pick up Maxim Magazine, mm -hmm. like they did an article on all of us, um, uh, I hit it with my axe crew. Right. So it's like girls, porn stars. And, and you can still watch that on The Escapist. I think so. If you go to The Escapist, you can probably still watch sure. it. It's you and your porn star girls playing yeah. D&D together. Actually, I, if you go to hititwithmyaxe.com. I hit it with my axe think, com. Um, How long are the episodes? I have no idea. But it's you girls. Start at episode eight if you're okay. going to watch it. Okay. Because Sasha Gray's in the first part, but we were like getting our footing. Yeah, so okay. it's a little off and really over the top. So. Sure. Um, so uh, this Maxim article. The Maxim article says why I don't like to talk about it. Sure. Yeah. So okay. you can go there. Some of you geeks give us no yeah. jerks. It's something that <laughs> hey, they're, they're Google, they're, like they're Google hack source skills are trying to get <laughs> into effect right now. Like my life is really heavy, like emotionally and, and dense with like trauma and I, my, I think I would be able to write a really good autobiography like that nobody would believe. Did you, did you ever dabble in drugs and all that? Oh, I did cocaine for three years straight. What does the fuck does that do to your head? Um, Besides your throat. <laughs> that gives you a coke right? throat. It totally gives you a coke throat. Yeah, no, I would wake up and then work out in the morning. Like, I was yeah, like with 5 a.m. I was a party girl then. Right. I, was, I have a tattoo on my back that says Carpe Noctum. And now I go to bed at like 10, 30, 11. Oh, totally. <laughs> sweetie, sweetie, you want to watch Netflix? I don't know. I came home from a basketball game with my brother. Like, I was with my brother last night. We went to a basketball game. And uh, in, like the fourth quarter is getting really tight. And uh, it's on ESPN. And I'm like, sweetie, like, you got to turn on ESPN. This game's going awesome. She's like, going to bed. Don't wake me up when you come home. <laughs> and the game ended on a buzzer-beating three-pointer. So I'm coming home. I'm really excited. You're amped. <laughs> totally amped. You know, I had a great time with my brother. And... Uh, I can't just lay in bed and go to sleep. So um, I take, uh, what's, that, what's that liquid? Um, melatonin? Yeah. Like yeah. I take a little bit of melatonin. Still doesn't work. Oh, so boy. I slowly like, Valerian I slowly root. like creep over and pull the light. Because oh. I've got a stack of comics next to the bed and like that will help. You know what I mean? Like reading yeah. some comics. 
Um, so I, I pulled the light, and she just hears the click, and she goes, are you seriously going to read comics right now? <laughs> and I was like, sweetie, I got to. It's 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> After all that full night, still only 11 p.m. when I was like, I got to go to bed, <laughs> read some comics. Um, absolutely. I think you just hit this point when you're in your late 20s where you think that being up and productive by 6, 7 a.m. is just better. It's just night. It's just it it's just easier. And it was hard. I fought that tooth and nail. It's called return to Saturn. It's this thing that everybody goes through every 28 years. You're in your Saturn return. Yes. So I've heard of this. Where did I hear from this? The internet talks about it okay. a lot. Um, internet, tell me. Internet. <laughs> So, like, from 28 to 32, you go through this thing where you start purging your friends. You start reflecting on your life and your, what you've been doing and where you want to go. A lot of people start traveling or quit their jobs and start a new I just career. Do geek, I just did Geekscape through that. That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's a, an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm finding that's what people are doing is they're becoming, they're like, okay, I want to play Dungeons & Dragons. I want to play Warhammer. Like, these are the things that I used to do. I'm going to go to Comic-Con because these are all things that uh, people made fun of me before, but now I'm going to be true to myself. Right. So if you're true to yourself, you'll go to Comic-Con and you'll be the nerd that you are. Right. That's, that's what I get out of it. So you welcome these people who are coming out of the woodwork and saying, yeah. listen, like, I know I haven't been a geek up to this point or I've been a hot chick or I've been a, bo- a jock or whatever, but this is really what I'm doing. You can't fake this. For some <laughs> reason... You can't fake it. There are so many things in life that you can fake. Right. And playing Dungeons and Dragons is not one of them. So The Escapist is a video it's, gaming yeah. website, right? Right. Um, the Escapist magazine, mm-hmm. video game website. Apparently, video game gamers are completely different than role-playing tabletop gamers to the point where they don't even get it. They're like watching video somebody gamers? play. Is it the attention deficit? Like what is it? I, it maybe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, so there's a fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons that's out right now. They essentially made it so that now they're, all the things that you can do are in card shape. You can cut out from a piece of paper and have cards in front so of you. So it's like magic. You Well, you can do that. Like, so it has a thing that is kind of like magic mm-hmm. and they have figurines. And then there's little things where you can mark when someone's bloodied or if they're on um, on a spell or whatever. So all these little things to make it more like um, more like a video game. So that's what Fourth Edition did: is it turned Dungeons and Dragons and made it like a video game that you're talking in front of your friends. With. Was there a bunch of anger at that move? Um, yeah, I didn't play it until October. The only reason why I learned Fourth Edition was because I started a community. Right. I was like, well, I guess now I gotta learn everything. So, yeah, I learned that. I learned how to dungeon master so that there's always a dungeon master. Um, but, I mean, it all goes back to the same Dungeons & Dragons rules. Like, there are rules. Let the dungeon master know. Like, don't worry about them. Right. Just, just use your imagination. Yeah, like, when I, start, when I start a game, everybody's on their way somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're stuck on a wagon, and they have to talk to each other. Right. Or not. Whatever their character would do is what they would do. I wonder what Fumble Nuts would do. Hmm, we'll find out. Nuts. We'll find out next Saturday, the 28th, <laughs> at 1 p.m. PST. <laughs> On MeltComics. MeltComics.com. Is there a way? For, i got to talk to Sam. Like, There's got to be a way for me to stream that onto Geekscape. Totally. Embe- yeah, at least embed know. the stream oh, on Geekscape. Probably the chat. Yeah. But 
um, so the, what happens is you click Well, not on, the video, because the video they got to pay for. Yeah. Okay, so maybe like the gateway, however you get to the video, put that on Geekscape yeah, so the Geekscapers can find that. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Yeah, we'll figure that out. It's all the logistic stuff that I don't think about because I'm an artist. I'm an artist. <laughs> uh, I don't have to do that. Uh. Computers, I left that live behind. <laughs> what, what if you can't listen live? What if you're somebody who can't listen next Saturday because... You're, you've got plans. So next Saturday from like 1 to 6 Pacific Standard that Time, you can't so listen. That is so sad. But you can still donate. Right. Um, we'll probably leave a button up for the rest of the day. So like donate here. You can purchase the adventure on PDF form. What do you mean? So um, Keith Baker is writing the adventure. And, and he's that's the also, guy who's playing DM at one of the tables? Yeah, he's, he wrote the entire adventure. He, We're all playing every, the same adventure? Yeah. Okay, great. So each, there's four tables, four dungeon masters. He's going to go through with them. It's not fourth edition. It's like a mixture of fourth and all the different ones. It's like a homebrew okay. like Dungeons and Dragons base, and um, it is in Eberron. Uh, we got the um, okay to go ahead with Eberron setting, so that's really exciting. Um, but he wrote it. He wrote all the characters, so it's, they're all pre-made characters, and I'm drawing all the characters. And what do you mean drawing? My illustrations are going to be in the PDF that you can purchase. So uh, when everything's said and done... $5. For $5, you can buy the adventure if you want to play D&D with your friends and play as Fumble Nuts. Yeah. Um, like, oh, Jason Charles Miller played the Warforge. Right. So I want to play a Warforge. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. And does that does those $5 go to the charity? Or do they all go the to everything? Go Every, to all charity. the dollars go to the charity. Yeah, and I mean, you can donate right now. It's um, R-O-R... LosAngeles.org. R-O-R LosAngeles.org. Yeah. Let's reach out and read. Totally cool people. They're, they've been really supportive. Mm-hmm. The, they, they weren't like, oh, it's satanic. No. They <laughs> love it because um, the woman that I contacted, her son played a long time ago and did all the tournament, like Magic the Gathering uh-huh. tournaments and stuff. So she's really excited. Um, they've just been sending me all sorts of things. And the last year's charity was they weren't supportive. What do you mean? They weren't excited. My son played it and it ripped our family apart. I know, right? Right. <laughs> like, seriously, the only times I played Dungeons and Dragons are when I wasn't doing drugs in high school. Because mm-hmm. you need to be, like, coherent. How, how do you, you don't want to die. <laughs> how'd you get out of this lifestyle? What lifestyle? The, the lifestyle we were talking about when you were 24 and you were all into, like, how'd the... I get out of one? Yeah, how'd you get out of this whole Just, thing? I turned 28 and woke the frack up. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? What? I don't want to... Like, I just can't talk about, like, I've done all the fantasy sex things I could possibly imagine. And you were, like, in some bondage and, like, S&M I was stuff. I like, to like, Australia what? was a master to do S&M stuff. Like, you we were moved to Australia? For six months. What, what happens there? Well, <laughs> Sydney is probably so, my favorite city, city? Yeah. in the world. I and, would live there if I could work there. So you moved there, and, like, what were they doing to you? Like um, hooking you up to machines and shit? No, that was all before I left. Before you left, you were getting hooked up to machines. Oh, yeah. You were like I'm a sex transformer. This. I w- was. <laughs> I think it's called fucking machines. Transform. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it's out. Like, they have the coolest. Roll thing. in. I think I did a robot once. Get the fuck out yeah. of here doing a robot. Yeah. That's how big of a geek you are. You yeah. fucked a robot. What do you mean of you had all my What do you mean you had sex with a robot? Because like there's pornos like people are begging pandas and shit like that, but there's a person in a panda suit. What do you mean having sex with a robot? Well, kink.com has a robot. Like they have a whole line that's like fucking machines, so it's girls and machines. Okay. And so this one machine is a giant robot. And it's got like a like a rubber Oh man, there's so many crazy things. There's one that's like a chainsaw and it's a bunch of tongues. 
And that just, I, I heard about that on Howard Stern, yeah. Yeah, well, I had it. You had it? <laughs> had did it, it work? Was it good? Oh, you know, it just went to slapping. But like, I don't know about the slapping. Yeah, right? and then Does the slapping work? Well, it depends. You can make anything work as long as you build it up. Like, right, it's all give, the girl, give the girl some anticipation. You know, like, right. you gotta build it and anything. Right. I had a scene that was all acupuncture needles. What the fuck? So you weren't so even, I couldn't you weren't, move. were you sexually penetrated? No. It was just acupuncture. It was just acupuncture and a magic wand. But, like, I couldn't move, so it was bondage. Okay. It was amazing. I did things I never thought I would ever do. I did meat hooks, suspensions. Wait, what the fuck is that? That's where they put the hooks in your back and they lift you? No, no, but, but they're not putting it in your skin. Are they putting it in, like, the a, a harness? Through your, I they're the putting holes meat right hooks through your skin. Yeah, and, and then I was so turned on that I... It was at my, my old loft. And they're I, hanging you from meat hooks? I did it. My, that was my Valentine's Day present to myself. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> now, I had, granted, I built that type of thing up for like five right. years. I could not do it now. Some, I think my husband tried to spank me Oh, like a, like a pain thing? Yeah. yeah. Like, my husband spanked me, and I looked at him like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, it just hurts now, and it's no fun. Don't be spanking me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's kind of like... I'll box your face. <laughs> and your, husband, your husband's like me. Like, we're like geeky dudes. Yeah. Like, like you kind of need like a buff, commanding dude to do like the spank thing. Like, listen, woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you not... know, a guy like me, we're like, ah. And then you giggle, and then it just doesn't work. You're like, uh, yeah. I can't cute. do that stuff. I can't do that stuff. No, and you know what? I did it, and it was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy that I moved to Australia with was amazing. Mm-hmm. We went places in our heads that, like, if you, you are like it, Tom Hanks in that movie. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> now I know. You like, now I know you like Dungeon Dragons. <laughs> I made it real. I live in Narnia. <laughs> yeah, and then like I did like a hypno hypno girl. Thing. What the fuck is that? It's like where people hypnotize you and make you. Be- oh my god, you would really appreciate this. No. So part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. Um, so they, I was hypnotized, and they, it's like a sex hypnotized website thing, and they convinced me that I was having sex with Roger Rabbit and SpongeBob SquarePants. And, and, you, it was, and you were into it. You were phenomenal. So the it thing like, about it, like it is thing. like the hypnosis. Like you can see reality, right? Were you having physical sex? As well, or you no, just hypn- you were just hypnotized. Just hypnotized. It's like a wet dream. Yeah, except for your eyes are open, and there's like okay, in Photoshop, there's different layers, and you can lower and, and brighten the opacity. Sure. It was like that. So there's this like, lower opacity of SpongeBob and Roger Rabbit, just there. Were you on drugs? No, dude. It was straight hypnosis. Huh? I know. It's weird. I don't know how it works, but I, th- it works. I mean, the audience is like, man, I could get like Jessica Rabbit. You could, you, know what I mean? you like, could be hypnotized to have sex with. For real? Yeah, it was. It what about was RC, the female Transformer, turns into a? You could. You really? could do it. Yeah. I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You logistics. Can... Logistics. Ow, ow. <laughs> um, I, I got to tell you this story. Okay, so so talking about being in danger and not knowing. Um, I I go across the street to a McDonald's to write, and I get this. I, I get my iced tea, and I sit down, and for about two hours before my bladder b- blows, <laughs> I sit in in this McDonald's across the Pico from me, and I I write, and and I'm just, I've, I've just been plowing through this screenplay, and I've been writing. I'm on a I'm on a freaking tear. I'm sitting there with my iced tea, and, and it's like eight thirty at night, and I got to tell you this story because we were talking earlier about dangerous situations and this and that. Um, and I promise I'd say it. So <laughs> I, I'm sitting there, and it's me and like a homeless woman, and the employees. And it's eight thirty; they close at nine, 
and I'm just going to write right up until 9 because I'm, you know, I'm in a zone. And I, you know how you sense like an energy change in the room? Yeah. Like, wait, so either someone's shouting or, or something like a palpable energy. Yeah. So some, somebody's, like, so, somebody's put off. I glance up because I'm, I'm sensing something's wrong, and it was the, the homeless woman had turned to take a look at what was happening by the counter. Two guys in hoodies had come in, and we're at the counter, and I couldn't see their faces. I could just see hoodies turned away from me. And the energy change in the employees was almost like a kick Dan Hill. They were, they were skittish. They didn't know how to deal with the situation. Uh-huh. These guys in hoodies were probably in the store all of 10, 15 seconds. They were barely in there. They came in. They were at the counter. They left out the other door. After that point, the employees are looking at each other like, what do we do? What do we do? And I could just tell there's some discommunication. And the homeless lady was like, screw this. She gets her stuff together and she leaves. And I, it, it, and I see the employees starting to lock the doors from inside, you know, so, so no more customers can come in, but you can push to leave. This is my, this, I mean, it was obvious that they'd just been robbed. Probably yeah. at gunpoint, considering how fast those guys had come in and out. Yeah. Here's Jonathan. Fuck it, I lived in West Philly. <laughs> I'm in the zone. I go right back to writing. <laughs> I'm just sitting there writing. Fin- finally, at like 8.45, the manager comes over to me and goes, Excuse me, we are close? <laughs> I, said, I said, whoa, 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 buddy. Like, listen, man, like, this, like, when I'm in the zone, you know how hard it is sometimes to be creative? You spend, like, uh, you know, you spend so much time trying to get in that zone. I'm in the zone. That's and the, the guy goes, Excuse me, we are close? I was like, wait, whoa, you guys, only, like, you guys don't close until 9 o'clock. There was, a, nine. there was a problem, and now we must close. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took my time wrapping up my computer. I was like, Scre- what, they're going to come back? You guys locked the doors. So I'm, as I'm wrapping up, they let a police officer in, and they're interviewing him. And like two nights later, my wife is like, oh, Jonathan, come here. I come, she's watching the news. These dudes in hoods had to- have totally been on a crime spree. Ro- oh my god! <laughs> robbing, robbing fast food restaurants in Los Angeles. Oh my god! <laughs> she goes, "You need to call Crime Stoppers." I said, "Sweetie, they have Very all the happy, they yeah. have the information I would have given them." I saw a dude in a blue hoodie. I saw a dude in a red or black, uh, like reddish black hoodie. How many did they get? And that's it. Like that's all I know, dude. They got like ten fast food restaurants okay. and stuff. And I'm like sitting here going, "Sweetie, they know everything I would have possibly given them." I saw the back of their heads in five seconds. That's all I know. They didn't. <laughs> I mean, the cop was right there. He didn't ask me anything. I'd have been oh like, God. "What? You want to read my screenplay?" Right? That stuff happens all the time. That stuff happens all the time. Oh, it's so scary. I remember in West Philly, people just obviously wanting to jump you. You know what I mean? Like, I remember... I just don't see Los Angeles as being scary like that. Like, everywhere mm, I go, yeah. there's, like, bubbly people or angry people, but not, like, people getting held up or anything. Yeah. I never no. hear that. Like, people outside of Los Angeles think that it's like that. And now you fed their... Oh, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I thought it was going to be like one of those 80s movies, like, (laughs) a city overrun by crime. Los Angeles. Yeah, there there were going to be people, like, burning (laughs) shit in, like, trash barrels. And and nobody would be addicted to cocaine or heroin. It'd just be drugs. (laughs) I want drugs. (laughs) Uh, And beer. So I'm I'm almost done with this script, and uh, my producer wants to do a movie that I've wanted to do for a while. I wanted to write a movie set in, like, 1986. Just about crime in Los Angeles. And it's basically like the ultimate mullet cop movie from like the late 80s, early 90s. I love it. But it's it's every single one of those stereotypes in one. It's like 
a city overrun by drugs and gangs. <laughs> it's like a police force with, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Have you seen one road cop? I've seen all that shit. But like lately. It's not very good, but but no, no, it was John Carpenter's it's birthday the other day. Beautiful. I just watched it two days the ago. The best thing about it is Adrian Barbeau's breast. No, I'm kidding. I'm being facetious. <laughs> I mean, it's Snake Plissken. We like, I love how he, I mean, he lands on the World Trade Center. Like, the whole thing is definitely a product of it, its time. It's beautiful. And so I watched them back to back. That and Escape from L.A.? Oh, my God. Uh, it doesn't work. No, no, it's perfect. Escape from L.A. is not very good. It's 10 years later, and it's the same thing. It's not <laughs> very good. But it's like they tried to make the same movie. Even to the opening, like, digital. And, yeah. And then, like... Uh, what's it called? The the dinosaur movie that I really like, Jurassic Park. Yeah, had, was like out that Every, same year. A lot, year. Of, a lot of people like that. Yeah, movie. a couple people like it. Jurassic Park was like ninety one, ninety two. Something and uh, Escape from New York LA. Was, Escape from LA, I think, was, was like ninety four, ninety five. Well, but my it was point there. Is yeah, like that cheesy eighties, like. Yeah, I don't know what John Carpenter was trying to do, but I love John Carpenter. It was his birthday this past weekend, and we were asking people on Facebook and Twitter, like, what was your favorite John Carpenter movie? And people were saying, you know, They Live, of course, The Thing. You love Escape from L.A. I mean, The Thing is gorgeous. You love Escape from New York. New York, Jesus! I don't Escape know what it Street. is. The best thing—the best thing about it—you got Adrian Barbeau's breast, you've got Kurt Russell being Kurt Russell, and then you've got he Isaac Hayes. Like three lines. Yeah. You know, he just has the look, and the editing was right. Like everything about it was right. And what's that guy? That's my life, basically. When I go to write in McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and you just wear. Oh, and then he was. Oh my God, the, the spandex pants he was wearing in um, Escape from L.A. It was like leopard print or something. Yeah, I just thought like like, like Escape print. from L.A. I thought was just so much of a, an in joke. You know what I mean? After a while, I was like, yeah. okay, you're, you're really gonna go fucking Kinda surfing like, down um, a wave, like Boondock Saints too. No, that was just the same movie. No, because <laughs> they even like edited it. Um, what was I gonna ask you? I was gonna ask you a couple more things. So things with Joe are good. After sex, what does he do? Because I know uh, the geese oh, know what I, I do not, after sex. Why, I cannot why not? Because I because I do like the I, I do like the back to comics. You know what I mean? Like I have to come down. <laughs> So like wait, I, wait, I, wait, I roll wait. over and I read comics. To, you can have sex with your husband. I don't have sex with a husband. I don't have a husband. I mean, like, like you can have sex with your the person you're married to. I mean, you can actually find time to have sex with the person that you're married to. You got to make time, baby. You got to work on it. How long have you been married? I mean, we remember you got a year. You haven't been married a year. No. And you guys are having trouble trouble finding time to have sex. No, I'm just really busy. Okay. Okay. You're, oh, you're pissy. <laughs> busy. I'm oh, busy. Busy. Yeah. yeah. What does he do? Um, he's a compositor. He okay. worked on, he just got a job with Luma Pictures. Okay. So he basically has his dream job. You go into our house and it is a Marvel museum. We've got Iron Man and Spider-Man everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like this, but with <laughs> Iron Man and Spider-Man. Right. Like the big busts and like the big and comics all over the walls and, and cell, animation cells. Like we're That doesn't get him crazy. excited to have sex? Oh, well, I mean, I think it does, but like, where was I going with that? can't remember where I was going. Finding with time. Finding time. Um, no, I still don't remember. He's got going. his own job. You got your own he, oh thing. Oh, yeah. So he, he, <laughs> he makes sl- comic book movies. <laughs> right. He's made like every, like all the comic movies right. this last year. He's worked on the compositing. He has his dream job. He and did like the, the, the Destroyer on Thor, like mm-hmm. and during the big battle where he like lights up. Mm-hmm. Like that was him. He That's awesome. That. I know. It's so That's really cool. So as a geek that doesn't turn you on and you don't make the time oh no I mean like when we do it we do it we tell you we're good. <laughs> but, he, but you won't let him slap you on the ass well I mean it's just not called for in the right. moment like you know there's a time and a place for everything right but yeah like yeah 
we just um, we find time when, when we have time. But. Who was that girl you brought by the Geekscape booth last summer? Could have been a million of them. Are you kidding me? This girl was crazy. Which crazy? Crazy in a good way. The tattoo crazy? I don't know. I don't think she had a whole lot of tattoos, but she was one of the like crazy, sexiest people I've I ever have seen. So many hot friends. Don't be bringing them by the booth anymore. <laughs> that, that, that's the whole point. I brought them up. Like Matt Kelly and I were sitting there manning the booth, and you brought this girl by, and there was just something about her. You know, she was just so hot and sexual. She probably was a porn star or something. I don't know what this girl was. I don't want you to bring him by again. <laughs> Again, it was disrespectful. <laughs> That's I, a friend. Matt Kelly and I are sitting there, and I'm like, oh, and she's all flirty and this and that, and I'm sitting there. You like, brought by somebody that I hooked up with. Who are, oh, because oh, well, we have the porn stars signing at the, at the booth. Yeah. And they're dressed like superheroes. Yeah, yeah. it's all fun. We like to mix things up. Bone. Dale DeBone. Dale Was it uncomfortable for you? He and I actually like. Because he played Batman. We like hooked up, hooked up. Like dating or well, just we like wanted to, Bang Fest ninety eight Miami right? Yeah, I worked for our Bang Brothers, but yeah, and then somebody lost my phone number and I got all upset. He did. Yeah. Oh wow. I don't know. And then well, I did. And then you I saw quit. him. And then like the, was that the first time you saw him again? Was I the Geekscape booth? I like ran the other way. Oh, that's right. You showed up at like, the Geekscape booth. Oh my booth. god! What? what oh, what's he leave. doing at the Geekscape booth? I thought this oh, was I'm my sa- <laughs> this was my sanctuary. <laughs> it's been taken from me. This is home base. Well, I mean, I, I hate to tell you, we're going to have a, a booth at WonderCon coming up in two months. Oh, that's cool. We're going to have the San Diego booth. Well, I know where You're, I'm going to be. Yeah, well, uh, I think we're just going to have Dale DeBone man it for us. Um, <laughs> but we're going to have booths at, the, at WonderCon in San Diego, guys. So if you guys are listening and you are able to make it to Southern California for March or this summer, uh, make plans to come by the Geekscape booth at WonderCon in San Diego. Uh, some of you guys just email us. Let us know if you guys are going to be dropping by. It'd be awesome to meet you guys or do a Geekscape episode or a meetup or whatever. But we definitely have plans for WonderCon and San Diego to How have the Geekscape booth going. Are we this year? We oh, that we barely so have to drive for WonderCon? Lucky. Oh, my gosh. I loved San Francisco. I thought it was fun. Oh, yeah, I, I went to this I mean, uh, sex club. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I loved San, Diego, San Francisco. I thought it was great. But you're right. It's pretty cool. I get to sleep it's in my right own here. bed. I get to go to a WonderCon and sleep in my own bed. Yeah, we try to do the thing where you go to San Diego for the day and then come back. Fuck that. Are you insane? Yeah. It's like a three-hour drive. We didn't do it. We're not that insane. No. Oh, my gosh. So I have a smart car, right? It ta- it's $20 to get to San Diego and back. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. But it doesn't excuse you having to do this every day. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't do it. We, we right. ended up staying there. Right. Um. Yeah, we're still looking for. We're trying to get like a, like a house or apartment, mm-hmm. like rent that, because the person that was hooking me up with um, a hotel room totally fracked everything up for me. Mm-hmm. Like totally messed it up. Because we're crazy. We'll book the hotel like on the water. Right. The day after Comic Con, and then the person that was hooking me up totally dropped the ball, and now we can't get an, a hotel room. Right. No, we. Uh... Punch him. One thing about being an exhibitor, you get to book those hotels months before everybody else. And Are you serious? We love it. Yeah. Our hotel is booked for next summer. Oh. Ah, it hasn't oh. even opened up for you guys. But yeah. we do pay lots for it. Um, and it's fun. I mean, we, we like it. San Diego's going to be great. WonderCon's going to be great. Um, if you guys are there, definitely promote. All I'm yeah, saying is do don't be bringing those chicks around anymore. I can't promise things that right. I can't help because they just... I have a lot of girlfriends. A lot of girlfriends. Well, Geekscape is if you guys want to hang out. Looks like you guys found the place for WonderCon in San Diego. <laughs> Satine's going to hook you up. Um, but listen, 
You got to build up the anticipation. You got oh, to do a couple of things. You do, don't I you? I do. Her name's Tiffany. I don't want to hear this. And I don't care. And she is um, a model for Disney. That's. I knew there was a purity there. Yeah. That was. Oh the, no, well, yeah. That was the toughest thing about her. <laughs> there was a purity there that I was like, no. <laughs> Like, that wasn't the porn star. That's how you're No, that, like the, the, the porn star, I'm like, yeah, porn star, right? Yeah, yeah. A girl is like, a model for Disney. Wowzers. Back <laughs> to comics. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was meddlesome. Yeah. <laughs> no more meddling, Satine. Oh, well, okay. Um, <laughs> so, guys, I want you guys to do a couple things. Next Saturday, from 1 to 6 p.m., I want you guys to go to meltcomics.com. Yes. And I want you guys to donate, even if it's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you guys can do. It goes to a really good, um, it goes to a really good foundation. So, donate. All right. Help babies read. Help babies read. I can read because I, I was read too. Just not in your native language, but, <laughs> but uh, worst case scenario, you guys get to see us play D and D in a live stream. You get to yell at us. You get to have fun, and. Um, Again, it goes to a great cause. So next Saturday, 1 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 28th. That's Saturday the 28th, meltcomics.com. All right? We're going to be putting a uh, notice up on geekscape.net where you guys can find us. Of course, we've got Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Search Geekscape. You will find us. And I really meant what I said before uh, at the intro to the show, guys. I have no idea how to end the show and give it like a bumper or a sound effect or an outro, something that... Let you guys know we are out of here and 80s drum roll. Yeah, like something. I've got <laughs> guys. I have over a hundred gigs of sound effects. I can do something. I just don't know what. So, give me your suggestions so that at the <gasps> end of the episodes you don't just hear silence and then your music. Pick me. What do you got? Okay. So <laughs> one of my favorite movies is Big Trouble Little China. Of course. Of course. That's my um, favorite John Carpenter movie. Is was it John Carpenter? Absolutely, lady. Uh, I don't know. I've just been watching it since I was like 10. Mm-hmm. But um, every quote. At the end, it's just a different quote. Jack Burton quote. My eel's name is Jack Burton. Oh, Jack Burton's fantastic. Mr. Jack Burton. <laughs> um, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. But uh, but I want to hear from you guys. So send me an email. Jonathan at Geekscape.net. Um, Satine, where can we see more of your stuff? Um, I only live on the internet like mm-hmm. you're experiencing me now. And also on your <laughs> you know couch. Um, SatinePhoenix.net. Okay. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. You guys know how to spell Phoenix. Nobody you read X-Men. Get the fuck out of well, here. Well, okay. Maybe. that If you put it that way. Yeah, you guys read X-Men. You know how to spell, spell Phoenix. <laughs> so, Satine Phoenix. Dot net. Dot net. somebody stole my dot com. Well, geekscape.net. I actually like the dude who owns our, our dot com. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I talked to him. I was like, you want to sell that? And he goes, well, da, 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 oh, you know, and I was like, yeah, you got a good idea. So, I'll let you do it. And I like the guy who owns the Geekscape. Just straight Geekscape Twitter, too. He's a good guy. Oh, see, that's nice. Yeah. No, I was literally hijacking it, saying $5,000 To you? Else. Yeah. No, I talked to the guy with .com about buying it, and he wanted to work with us and work on some stuff with us. I literally just haven't found the time to, like, yeah. sit I down mean, and talk to the guy and be like, and I'll be like, hey, listen. that you're .net, so. But I'm, I'm all for working with this dude. I just don't know what, and, like, we haven't, we just don't have the communication, like, he, he's in the northeast. Move forward. Yeah. Just move yeah. forward with it. Yeah, and I'll be dead at McDonald's in a week anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> at least by the end of the year. All right, guys. So you guys got it. Geekscape.net, SatinePhoenix.net, and then obviously help babies read next weekend by checking out MeltComics.com on the 28th of January from 1 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Watch us play some Dungeons and Dragons. You'll be entertained. 
And you know what? If you guys are D&D fans, you can yell at me at, about how dumb I am at D&D now in my decrepit old age. And uh, it'll be fun. Maybe we'll, we'll start up some D&D on Geekscape and, uh, and work Satine into it and figure out a way to work with her on it. All right? So um, this has been your episode. This is the official ending, and we are going to see you on the next episode, okay? Thanks, Satine, for being with us. Thank you, sir. Good to see you again. Over and out. Rolling. (laughs) (laughs) They're the perverted Transformers. (laughs)